pro-Palestinian protest was banned in France, and 49 people were arrested at the White House protest led by Jewish groups calling for a ceasefire. In Israel, the communications minister Shlomo Kari helped to create and promote regulations allowing for the imprisonment of citizens who, quote, harm national morale. These draft emergency regulations are titled limiting aid to the enemy through communication. At a time when Netanyahu is being broadly condemned by the citizens of Israel, these regulations open the door for the Israeli government to arrest, remove from their homes, or seize the property of anyone sharing information, not misinformation, important to note, any information that could harm national morale or serve as the basis for enemy propaganda. And this does not only apply to individuals, citizens, this applies to news outlets as well. Just today, October 19th, The Intercept reported that, quote, Europe's largest news aggregator has ordered editors to play down Palestinian deaths. Quote, Upday, the largest news aggregator app in Europe, handed down directives to color the company's coverage of the war in Gaza with pro-Israeli sentiment. Um, they gave instructions to prioritize the Israeli perspective and minimize Palestinian civilian deaths in coverage, according to these employees. Um, they said, quote, we can't push anything involving Palestinian death tolls or casualties without informing without information about Israel coming higher up in the story. So they have to couch anything that is showing the violence that the Palestinians are experiencing behind information about you know, uh, Israel and, and the horrors that they've experienced. Um, do you, is there anything here that, um, I mean, I, there's so much more in terms yeah. of censorship. Is there anything else here that you want to bring up as an example or, um, yeah. Did you hear anything that I'm missing here? You know, I think a lot of times when we're hearing stories like this, it's hard to, I think, really contextualize it again because of the stories that we've been told here in America for so long. The story of Israel good, Palestine bad. I, I think that that propaganda has really infiltrated so many people for so long that, you know, there's almost like an inherent like bias that you have to overcome, even if the truth yeah. is right in front of you. For yeah. instance... If you have Russia, you know, in the war with Ukraine, when in the beginning stages of that of that war, when we were getting reports that Russian state media was, you know, cutting off lines of communication, they wouldn't let uh, their own people kind of see what was happening in Ukraine. They were only allowing just like state information to go to their people. Uh, if people were protesting against the war. They were locked up. We saw protests happening in Moscow and St. Petersburg because of that. And back here in the US, when you were seeing uh, a nation essentially censoring information and punishing dissent, everyone rightfully said, that's insane. Yeah. And that is not democratic. And we completely are against that. Yeah. But now you are seeing a country that we call our ally exemplifying the exact same behavior and what's going on like why, why isn't there calls to you know like denounce this why aren't there people like speaking out against it why are people justifying it, it when you peel back the layers a little bit you have to ask yourself is a country doing these things actually bad or not or is it only bad when it's somebody who you don't like? You know, for me, I think state censorship is a bad thing. 
regardless of which state it is. And so I, I would hope that people could see through what were what's happening in Israel right now. If you feel the need to lock up people who are who are uh, going against national morale, if you are willing to silence anyone who is putting out information that you do not like, how often is that being perpetrated by a country that's in the right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not in the right, but they are far right. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. Um, I mean, I think very much bordering on very overtly fascist nation. Uh, the fact that they're doing this. Um, you know, the the way that they use their military. I mean, um, it's just insane what what Israel has been doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's would you call it fascism? <laughs> I mean, for me, it just really breaks down to something being this simple. You know, when we talk about and, you know, people all the time talk about how, you know, here in America, you know, like we have the freedom of speech. And, you know, sometimes people will, will groan on about about like oh, how their speech is being limited. And mm-hmm. some people will have a hard time saying like, oh, I, I'm not really proud to be an American for this, that and this reason. I, I have to say for all the problems that come with freedom of speech, I, I think it's an overall necessary thing to have in any country. And whenever I see any entity for any reason kind of silencing speech, it always makes me a little hesitant. You know, when we see um, tech companies who are out there limiting speech or in this, you know, or if the government is trying to come after people for certain speech, it, it always seems like it starts with the best of intentions and then it always ends up devolving into authoritarianism, just kind of like a pushing down any kind of dissent that will eventually look to be rightfully so. And now, we, so when I'm looking at another country that is doesn't have the same protections that we do, like in Israel, where they are allowed to criminalize speech, that's 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 incredibly scary. Fascism definitely applies here. You know, it, no country, in my opinion, should have the ability to lock up somebody for dissenting against government policy. And what kind of what kind of climate are you creating that way? And again, if you really feel as though that you have the right to be doing what you claim that you are doing, then you wouldn't need to be locking up people for dissenting. And and maybe this is coming at the fact that, you know, recent polls out of, you know, out of Israel from the Jerusalem Post particularly are showing that, you know, 80% of people in this particular poll saying that they blamed, you know, Prime Minister Netanyahu for this war. And so this war is just not as popular as I think as the government wants it to be. And they're trying to, I guess, insulate themselves from as much criticism as they possibly can. And it's very telling. It's it's very telling right now what they're trying to do. And I hope that more people see it for what it is because they they are in a position of, of weakness right now and it's definitely showing. Yeah. And how scary is it that they are talking about information that could harm morale, not even misinformation, but just sharing the truth of what's happening, sharing the truth of what Israel's doing, any of it, would harm your country's morale, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Telling them the truth about any of it. And they see through the lies. The the Israeli people, a lot of them are seeing through these lies. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's insane to me that a country could crack down this much at this point and be considered the shiny example of democracy in the Middle East, whereas all these like, you know, uh, Arab countries 
that don't care about democracy, you know, this, this is supposed to be that one exception. But no, we're seeing that that is not the exception at all. You know, I mean, it was already an apartheid state where a lot of the people there don't have any rights. Um, but this is just to a degree that is absolutely insane. Um, yeah, I, I hopefully we won't see stuff like this in the U.S. in the future because and I wouldn't be surprised if we did. <laughs> no, I mean, we're kind of seeing it already. Unfortunately, we are seeing certain tech companies who have been, I mean, Meta had to come out recently and essentially apologize for the fact that so many posts that were using certain hashtags like that were pro-Palestinian were either getting um, taken off their platforms altogether or were being uh, essentially shadow banned. So mm-hmm. stuff like that, you always hear like rumblings about like, oh, is this happening? Is this happening? Is it not happening? But the fact that Meta had to come out and essentially apologize for it happening, they were admitting that it was in fact happening, yeah. which you almost never see these tech companies admit that they're censoring information. Uh, so, you know, I'm seeing certain things that are troubling here on YouTube. You know, as we are creating an episode here on YouTube, I'm seeing YouTube kind of censor some information. So it is, um, it's incredibly troubling what we're seeing here in America uh, as well. You know, it, it's not, you know, our speech isn't being silenced or criminalized, but, you know, dissent is trying to be combated to which in my mind, you know, a government having any kind of, or, or tech companies having kind of any, um, sway over speech it just it it always feels very concerning because it just makes you wonder like what what could happen if people don't speak against it will this get worse yeah Yeah. and i'm sure we will talk about the censorship of social media content more in the future because it is such a big issue and it's something that i have dealt with and a lot of the people that i know have dealt with a lot um but yeah i mean it is just um it is getting so out of control. I even saw that the some of the photos from the Al Ahli Hospital are were censored for like sexual content, which is were taken down, and that was the explanation <laughs> that it was too sexual. And like that is wild. I mean, that that's probably an algorithm doing something, but you know, it it, it would not be unusual for Meta to just be taking down the content just because it is saying pro-Palestinian stuff. <laughs> you know, um, We've seen it time and time again, and I plan to talk with an activist who has had so many of her accounts taken down, um, who, yeah, has been, is a Palestinian woman, and she will be talking about that on the show, hopefully in the coming days. Mm-hmm.